0: Hi Zealous, my name is Keith. Thank you so much for tuning in and wherever you are watching, I pray that this uh, word will bless you wherever you are. So uh, let us us just get started. Thank you so much for having me, Ninad and Juhi. I I miss all of you and I really wish physically I could be there but during this period man, what a season that we are in. Uh, The whole humanity is facing the same issue and uh, uh, we are all uh, restricted in our movement, we are all being locked down or confined. There's so many uncertainties going on, you know. Uh, what, what they say is that it's a, a volatile situation, it's an uncertain situation, it's a complex situation, and is a, a lot of us are in, in, in an ambiguous place uh, now. So there are a lot of uncertainties going on, but I want to take this chance to really share with you uh, something I find that has been very helpful for me Um, I'm going into this lockdown actually the first two weeks. I was so not used to it. For the first time in my life, I had a panic attack. I was so stressful. I I had this chest tightness in me. I've always been a positive guy and an out and about. But during this confinement period, I I realized that man, I am losing my mind. I'm losing myself. It was up till this word that came to me that I, I finally settled in and I finally repositioned myself. And I'm so excited, I want to share with you. But before that, let us pray. Jesus, I commit every single one that is hearing and watching and listening to you, I pray, God, you say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Today I pray faith will arise from the deep, deep inside of us so that we know, God, you are truly in control. Whoever that is feeling anxious and stressful and worried, Lord, let your word come and shine a light so that it will gain a new freedom in you. We thank you, Lord commit this word to you in Jesus' name, amen. Let me me start with this uh, character in the Bible that's very similar to our situation now. And uh, if you have been a Christian for a while, you know this man called Paul. He wrote half of the New Testament. He wrote half of the New Testament in the Bible. A great guy that we draw a lot of lessons from and a great guy that has really served his cause and his purpose that he said at the end he has fought the good fight. So we want to learn from a person that has gone through hardship, a person that has gone through confinement uh, like no one else. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 to verse 10. You know, we have a culture here that if you are there, you say yes. You know, or you can look at the screen. I think the text is uh, also shown. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the Bible says this. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body, that the life of Jesus may be manifested also through our body. And I want you you to know this and consider this. When Paul was writing many of his letters that we are drawing from today, many churches that are building it based upon what Paul has written, upon his his relationship and his conviction with God. Many of these letters were written while he was in jail, while he was being confined, while while you read the verse just now. That many of times he was struck down, he was perplexed, he, he was persecuted but yet why this man is able to write all these amazing letters because his faith was not confined you know he he taught us one thing and he taught us well that our faith should not be defined by our locality our faith should be defined by our position in Christ it is not your location that matters it is your position that matters how are you positioning yourself right now in this crisis is so important and a lot of times when we read, read the Word of God I want you to know it was not easy right from the beginning for Paul if you go to Acts chapter 14 if you are able to read Acts chapter 14 and, and, and start from verse 18 to 22 there was an amazing story again Paul went to this city called Lystra he went in and then this guy that has an issue with his leg and Paul healed this man through the power of Jesus And then, what happened was the whole city flocked in and brought sacrifices to want to worship Paul. He said, such an amazing work that you have done. Such an amazing thing. You must be one of the gods. And they worshipped him. And Paul said he could not resist the people from coming near to him. But he used that opportunity to say, no, I don't have the power. I want to introduce you to someone that gives me that power. His name is Jesus Christ. As he was preaching the gospel, a group of Jews just came And then say, ha, this guy is teaching something wrong. This guy is not not the real deal. And at that same moment, just the next sentence from 18, it says that the people wanted to worship him. On 19, the people stoned him. If you don't believe it, you, you, you go to Acts chapter 14 together with me. Acts chapter 14, verse 18. And with these sayings, they could scarcely restrain the multitudes from sacrificing to them. 19 then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there having persuaded the multitudes they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city supposing him dead Man, they stoned him and they thought he's dead. That's, that's severe. However, when the disciples gathered around him He arose up and he went into the city again Man, what a man of God The city that he was trying to help worship him, in the next moment stone him and then he went back because he went back into the city because he knows his calling he knows his purpose it shows us one thing Paul's faith is not dependent on how people treat him Paul's faith is not dependent on his external situation it's very much depending on his internal condition his internal position in Christ man was so strong that he got back up And went back into the city and continued to preach the gospel that's not the only lesson or that's not the only example if you look at Philippians it is known as uh, the epistle of joy that means it is the letter filled with joy but do you know the book of Philippians was written when Paul was actually in prison Philippians chapter 1 let's look at Philippians you know we are we are learning about this guy called Paul and I hope that even after this uh, Uh, sermon you will read the book of Philippians it's an amazing book Philippians chapter 1 verse 12 it says but I want you to know brethren that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ so his chain is not because of a crime his chain was because he's in Christ and most of the brethren in the Lord having become confident by my chains what a word the brethren actually become confident or another translation translation says they were encouraged by the chains of Paul out of that they are much more bold to speak the word without fear and and I can go on and on but I want you to know this is already so important when Paul was in prison while well, he was in chain, my friends, when he was in chain, his thinking, his mindset was different. He said that no, you, you are not chaining me. Instead of I being chained to you, what I think now is you are being chained to me. The palace guard has nowhere to go but to listen to the gospel of God. The palace guard has nowhere to go but to experience the love of God. And I'm thinking, who are you being chained to? It's also who. It's chaining you. That when you change the mindset, then you realize during this confined period, it is your best time to show God's love to those that are near to you. It is the best time to actually practice loving your neighbor as yourself. If you are a husband, who is your neighbor? The wife sleeping beside you. Your children sleeping next door or next room or even next bed to you. They are your neighbors we talk about loving the world are you able to love those that are close to you my friends or are you just saying it and preaching it without actually leaving the truth Paul loved the jail, jailer. Paul loved the palace guard Paul loved the inmates wherever he was he was not confined by his external situation his faith is not based on locality his faith was based on his conviction and his position in Christ I want to challenge you during this crisis would you be able to slow down together with me I was saying that the, the anxiety that the panic that attacked me in the beginning of this crisis it caused me to slow down and then when I slow down God asked me this question "Is it Keith Keith if you can't even love me when you are being confined and you have so much more time now how do you think you can love me when you get busy again it's like my wife is asking me when you are at home now all the time you can't even have a proper conversation with me how do you expect that we have proper conversation when both of us are working and all of us are busy if I can't even love my kids now they are they are, they are at home all the time how can I love them they are in school and when they grow up when they go college when when things are tougher think again your presence is what God really wants not your work not your offering if you can't be present for God now how can you be ever be present when you're busy about are you only saying that you can be present when you're doing ministry no that's not supposed to be I am a child of God. I should spend time with my father. You know, and, and, and I, I like Paul because even when he was in prison, if you remember, he praised God, he worshipped God, the prison doors were flung open. And then at that time, when the, when the guy, that, the prison guard that was guarding him wanted to take his own life, he said, no, don't do it. And he brought that whole family to Christ. You see, he was clear with his mandate and his purpose. But I realize this. Paul is able to do that because he is able to develop this peace, this constant alignment that he knows. He knows clearly what he is doing. I think sometimes we are so busy, till we don't know what we are doing anymore. And this time around when we are forced to slow down, we get even more paranoid. We get even more nervous and anxious guys slow down let's take time to make the right the 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 major thing the major let's focus on building our relationship with God and with our loved ones and I I think again for this crisis Paul utilized or leverage or maximize the time he has going through persecution and crisis and I'm thinking about Noah You know a lot of people think that Noah's assignment is to build the ark and survive the flood. But if you investigate the Bible correctly, his main assignment is not to build the ark. His main assignment is to start anew. After the crisis, what happens? After the flood, what happened? He started a new way of life. Let's think about Moses. You know, his assignment is not just to bring the children of Israel out from slavery. No, his main assignment by God is to start a new nation. His main assignment is to start a new humanity that acknowledges Yahweh there in the wilderness before they possess the promised land. Moses' Moses' main assignment was to start a new. I think in the crisis that we are going through, your main assignment is to have this rebirth, to start again. Let's continue on the journey with the disciples. They are not just called to follow Jesus when He is on earth. Their assignment is to start anew when Jesus was crucified and resurrected. You know, don't just stop at Easter. The main deal is after Easter. The main deal for us as a church is after resurrection. God has called us to be a new creation. But it, the, the, the rebirth, the awakening, the, the, the awakening of, of our inner being is often after we go through a crisis. Are you waking up on the inside, my friends? Is this crisis enough to shake you up? Is this crisis enough to test your conviction and your foundation in life that this is happening for us? This is happening for you and me. I am not ignoring those that are going through health crisis, that are going through financial crisis, that are going through emotional crisis, but for all of us that are listening, this is happening for you. Why do I say that? It is happening for me because it is a wake-up call for me to love my wife more than ever before. It is a wake-up call for me to be more, with my finances. It is a wake up call for me to be a better father. It is happening for me because I am gonna be more hygienic than ever before. It is happening for me because I'm gonna take my leadership more serious than ever before. It is happening for me because I'm gonna take a serious uh, check about my spirituality, my emotional health, my physical health. It is uh, uh, happening for me because out of this I will become stronger. It is because of this crisis I am developing strength that I never had. It is because of this crisis that my struggle will develop the strength that I need for tomorrow. It is because of this crisis that the church is waking up to the reality that it's not about physical building. It is not just about events and programs. It is happening for us because there is a a need to really search deep. What does it mean to be a Christian right now? Are you all with me? Do you all agree with me or not? This crisis is happening for us, church. We need to wake up. We need to seize this moment, and if God, Jesus, is the head of the body, and it is time for us to rethink how the body should look like, it is an opportunity for us to come alive more than ever before. I am in Malaysia. You are an Indian we are connected have the gospel been preached like that well does physical location that important or are you also sensing the call of God right now as I speak to you even though I'm thousands of miles away God is calling the church to rise up God is calling you to rise up but this arising this awakening will not happen until you slow down you slow down and rethink You slow down and reconsider. God, have I been faithful in my devotion to you? Have I been faithful? I'm not talking about devotion means quiet time, read Bible and pray, no. I'm talking about real connection and relationship. Have have you been devoted to God? Let me just challenge you. This is the best time. If you can't build your relationship with God now, forget about it after this crisis. This is the best time. If you can't fix your marriage now, Forget about it after this crisis. This is God's golden opportunity. It is happening for you. It was because of the persecution that Paul has went through that the church grew even more. It was because of the persecution that that Jesus has went through the suffering that his glory was manifested even more. Let me remind you again, your struggle today will only develop your strength for tomorrow. Your discomfort today, your pain today Will be the story of God's love tomorrow whether it is Noah Moses the disciples Paul and he is now zealous it is in this crisis that your faith is not confined but your faith is defined how can we be more present to our family to our loved ones this season this is what I want to ask you you know I love hiking and in hiking Uh, sometimes you have the Sun and it's absolutely comfortable when you're up there Uh, because it's very cold up in the mountain when you have the Sun you feel the warm it's like a heater but then sometimes as you are hiking the cloud will come and cover the Sun and it becomes so cold but one thing a hiker knows that the cloud will pass the cloud will pass what I want you to know is this crisis will pass like a passing cloud But who you are becoming after this cloud has passed, who you are becoming after this crisis has passed, is absolutely crucial. What is the purpose of this crisis? If God has not been loud enough to wake us up, I don't know what else will wake us up. Let our faith not be confined by the location and the external situation. It is time for us to define our faith by our conviction, our position in Christ. Let our faith that is inside be much bigger than our circumstances on the outside. I know you will be all right after this crisis. I know we'll all be given a chance to go back there again. But I want you to go back there with a new you, with a greater conviction of who Christ really is in your life. You know, zealous, I, I look up to Pasnina, and all of you that has the courage to pioneer a work like that in India and I think you guys are transactive and I think you guys are innovative and you guys are brilliant in the way you guys think but certain things are spiritual I want you to not neglect your position your connection your devotion to Jesus let let us learn from Paul whether he was being struck down whether he was being confined in jail, shipwrecked, flogged, tormented, persecuted, or whether he was celebrated because the churches that he planted again and again, his achievement, his success, his knowledge. All these are just external. What is internal is he said, for me, to live is for for Christ and to die is again. He considered everything rubbish as compared to the knowledge of knowing Jesus Christ. This man is solid. Why? Because he spent time with God. And I pray today, whatever situation that you're going through, let me remind you, these things is happening for you. It merely shows what's inside of us. Hold on to God. No matter how far you have drifted, no matter how cold your heart has been, no matter what mistakes you have done, no matter how disappointed you are, no matter how down you are in a position right now, I want to tell you, nothing can stop you from going back to God. God's love is just a prayer away. The distance between you and God, it is just one prayer away, one turn away. And you make a decision, bam, God is there with you. I want to pray for you right now. As you close your eyes, I know being in front of the screen, closing eyes, sometimes it's uncomfortable. But what we want to do is we shut ourselves from what we can see and begin to just open up our hearts and let let god's love just flood you flood you with so much peace and joy that god loves you you got to listen to what i say again and again god loves you no matter what happens god loves you god loves you and if you just respond to this love and say god i'm sorry i want to love you back He will be there immediately for you. Jesus, I pray for everyone listening. Let our faith be not confined by the external situations, but let our faith be defined by our connection and our love and our devotion towards you. Those that are anxious, those that are stressful, those that are going through hard times, those that are thinking too much about their health, God, I pray you set them free. There's a new freedom inside of them today. You deliver them. God, you have to be merciful and be patient with them. Let them gain a new perspective about this crisis and their lives. They are going to emerge through this crisis stronger, closer, better than ever before. Jesus, you do a deep work inside of them as if they are going through the Red Sea. You will party for them and they will come out of it a new person. Jesus, we thank you for zealous. We pray that this church will continue to shine even brighter in the midst of darkness. Bless the team over there. All this I pray only in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. I pray you find this word uh, a blessing this week. I pray wherever you are, may God's love, may God's peace, may God's joy be with you. Remember, the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking, but it is about joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at zealouspune or visit us online at zealous.community.